1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. So good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise on this beautiful Sunday morning. And thank you for listening every Sunday to MoneyWise brought to you by USA Wealth Group. USA Wealth Group is located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. We're happy to see you. Today we're going to discuss the question of what is your credit score and how can you make it better? So I need to ask you all a question. If we were having this discussion three years from today and you were looking back over those three years, what has to have happened in your life, both personally and professionally, for you to feel happy with your progress? And a question that's related to this is simply... Specifically, what dangers do you have now that need to be eliminated? What opportunities need to be captured? And what strengths need to be maximized? What can you do to improve your credit score? And why is that important? So a good big Sunday morning to Attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning to you and to everyone listening. So I realize that you're uh, semi uh, not in good shape today, but that's We'll try to get by, and thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I am under the weather, and I sound like a foghorn. I apologize. Mama sang bass. <laughs> and I think it was Actually, Daddy sang bass. Actually, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here, and thank you for making the effort. So today we're going to talk about your credit score and what is your FICO score. What does that mean? What is your credit score? Well, uh, FICO stands for Fair Isaac Corporation, and what FICO, Fair Isaac Corporation, does, they create a whole bunch of different kinds of credit scores that are used by lenders, credit card companies that issue credit cards, and other creditors. Uh, it's used by companies that want to finance your car, your home, and FICO scores generally range from 300 to 850, 850 being the highest. 300, you're really in the cellar. You're really in the basement. You have Tell that. me again what FICO stands for. Fair Isaac Corporation. It's FAIR, F-A-I-R, Isaac, I-S-A-A-C, Corporation. And it's abbreviated for FICO. And the, how did that get to be the name of credit scores? I haven't got the foggiest idea. <laughs> I don't <except> either. <laughs> This is the company that put together the mathematical models that decides what your FICO score is. And mm. it's become the most important, single most important measure of your credit worthiness, your ability to pay back a debt, your have you been paying on time, what's the ratio of your, your debt to your other assets and so forth, how credit worthy are you, how likely is it that a creditor is going to get paid back the loan that they give you. Well, I, I find that very interesting that that is what that stands for because I always thought it stood for some federal law. Fair Isaac. Yep, Fair Isaac Corporation stands. Sounds like a game. It's abbreviated which it probably for FICO. Is. So, I don't know, maybe this should be a poor Isaac <laughs> right. Corporation. Exactly. Pico. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, FICO scores generally range from 300 to 850. The better your credit score, uh, the better you're going to make out when it goes to borrow money or or um, finance anything that you want to finance in life. 
So it, it impacts your credit applications, whether they're accepted in the first place. It impacts the terms that you're going to get, the rates you're going to receive. So a FICO score is very important. And there's a fair amount of mystery about what a FICO score is. So if you've ever applied for a credit card, a car loan, or a mortgage, or any other kind of credit, chances are you've heard of FICO score. Um, and there are actually three companies that provide credit scoring. Is that right? Yes, uh, three major uh, companies that do credit reports. So there's a difference between a credit report and a FICO score. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we get into more detail. But a lot of people don't realize that FICO stands for Fair Isaac Corporation. Not that it makes any big difference. But a FICO score is simply a a three-digit number. As I said, it ranges from 300 to 850. Uh, some kinds of industry-specific scores will go up to 900, but for most consumers, that doesn't make any difference at all. But um, a lot of creditors, most creditors, will use your FICO score to um, assess applicants, to manage your accounts, and as I said, to decide what kind of interest rate you pay. So if you have a lower FICO score, ironically, you're going to pay a higher interest rate. Why? Because the lender thinks that you are a riskier debtor. And I always wondered if lenders use all three credit bureaus or are they obligated to or can they just pick and choose and are the numbers different on each of them? Well, that's a good question. I don't have a a really good detailed answer for that one, but um, some companies will use one particular credit reporting company like TransUnion, for example, and other companies will run all three companies, all three scores, and average them. And different companies will have a different methodology for how they determine um, how all this works together. But uh, FICO scores have actually been around since 1981, and this particular company um, has the reputation as being the, the largest, most important credit scoring company in the United States. I don't know whether it's used overseas or not. but um, So anyways, FICO score, FICO score, FICO score. And it's actually a brand name with a lot of other scores that fall under that. So as I said, why are, what is a FICO score and why is your FICO score important? Well, very simply, uh, if you want to borrow money from a bank, from a car finance company, from Sometimes it's for uh, job applications. Some companies, when they hire you, will want to see your credit report and your FICO score because I think they decide that it's some measure maybe of your character. Um, Are you trustworthy because you pay your bills on time? So some companies will actually use your credit report or your credit score for determining how worthy a person you are to have a certain job or maybe even in a security position. The interesting, another question I have interestingly is if you have never established credit, if you do either everything by cash or whether you you just have never asked for a credit card, do you have a credit score? No, not necessarily. You may not have any credit score at all. And um, I know of um, a local person in our area, for example, happens to be retired as an attorney. Um, who has no credit score. He has no credit report because a number of years ago he had a dispute with the credit reporting companies and 
he had already paid off his bills and his debts and so forth, but they were reporting misinformation, and he threatened lawsuits and everything else. And what they did is they simply wiped his credit report clean, so it shows nothing. So if he went to borrow money right now, he doesn't have any credit history. They've, and, they've cleaned it up. And he'd be in as bad shape as somebody who has a poor score. Yep. Because yep. the lending companies rely on the the uh, credit report. Right. But that brings up a good point, Tenny. We're talking with Attorney Tenny Lance this morning. Um, what do you do if you're brand new and you don't have any credit to start with? How do you get credit? Um, that wasn't actually going to be the topic today, but I'll address it in a little bit. Well, real simple. Um Let's say you have your first job, but now you're thinking, gosh, I need to buy a washer and a dryer for my apartment, but I don't have any credit. How do I do that? Well, uh, for a short while longer, you might go to um, a company like Sears. Poor souls. Poor souls. Bad management. And you might say, I'd like to open up an account because I'm interested in buying some merchandise from your store. Almost always, they'll give you a credit card. Uh, even if you have nothing, you're brand new, you've got a job, that's sort of your credit in, in a way. And you can do that with a couple of places. You can go online to companies like Capital One, for example, and they'll take on most anybody with a secured credit card. So you can say, I'm going to send you $300 and they're going to give you a secured credit card for $300. Maybe they'll give you a little bit more. And after um, maybe six months of making regular payments, you buy something, um, you can you can establish, establish credit. You can establish a credit history. I was just reading something, though, that's interesting, that FICO's research, whatever that means, shows that opening several credit accounts in a short period of time gives you greater credit risk mm-hmm. because um, – there's the impression that you're applying for multiple new credit lines in a short time and that that may increase the risk of you being a, a bad credit uh, source. Yes, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail as well. There are a lot of things that impact credit, but if you don't have any credit to start with, well, first of all, let's say you're a recent college graduate. Did you know that when you graduate from college and probably starting in your sophomore or junior year in college, you're going to get your first credit card because the credit card companies are like vultures and they go to every single campus and every single college and they sign up the college graduates or the, or the college students for that matter and say, gee, uh, you're a good credit risk to us because you're getting an education and you're probably going to get a good job later. How would you like to apply for your first credit card? Right. I mean, uh, that it, happened to our kids. Yeah, and it's insidious. So... A lot of times, um, most times, when kids graduate from college, they're going to have one or more credit cards to start with, and hopefully they haven't piled up a lot of debt. But the most important thing in building credit, and we're going to talk about this a little bit further, is you have to have a credit card or an account with a store. You can go into a local department store. You can go to Macy's. Uh, You can go to a lot of places like that and say, I'd like to open an account. And even if you haven't done business before or you have no current record, they might open up an account for just a couple hundred dollars. So then you buy something. and Then you pay your bill on time. And the fact that you're paying a bill on a regular basis and you pay it on time establishes credit for you. And so it doesn't matter 
the amount of your credit. You could have a $300 line or a $10,000 line. As long as you pay on time, it doesn't, I don't think anyway, affect your credit score. But I don't well, know. not exactly. And there's an important thing called ratios as well. Uh, example, if you have a credit card that's been approved and maybe it has a $2,000 credit limit, you want to keep your ratios of the amount you've borrowed on that card as low as you possibly can. Typically, you'd like to keep it below 50%, and even better, it's if you can keep it below 30%. Uh, that impacts your credit score. Um, so how do you establish new credit? Real simple. If you have never done business before with anybody, you have to have a credit card. You can start with a secured credit card, as I said, or you can go into a store and say, I'd like to get a credit card. Once you've done that and make payments, you now have a credit history, and it's the credit history that's important. So, you know, w- when you have debt, though, there's, there's really, um, to quote Dave Ramsey, he said, there are no shortcuts when it comes to getting out of debt. And a lot of times people think, well, I'm going to pay off my debt, I'm going to get out of debt, and anybody who has debt thinks the same thing. It is important in terms of credit scores. But we'd like to focus today on your FICO score and why that in particular is so important to you and what can you do to make it better. So we've already established what it does. It's simply a measuring stick to determine um, sort of what is your credit history and, and so forth and and how good are you at making your payments on time so that another creditor that you want to borrow money from will come along and be willing to lend you money. So let's talk about what impacts your credit score. First of all, your payment history. Do you pay your bills on time? And we're going to talk about how does a creditor find out your payment history? Well, they do that through your credit report. But your payment history is also part of what determines what your FICO score is going to be. So again, your FICO score is like an overall measurement of how healthy are you financially. And it it's sort of um, builds upon itself. It rolls, <laughs> rolls around. It, it's never been very clear to me about um, how to uh, improve things, um, what goes into it, what gets reported. Does everything you do get reported to a credit bureau? Oh, sure. Absolutely everything. <laughs> Virtually everything. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they haven't integrated yet what you do online, uh, what you say in your Facebook accounts and so forth. I suppose at some point that will get part of it as well. Well, he pays his bills on time, but he does really strange things on Facebook. That That's not really a part yet, but maybe it will someday. I mean, face it, we don't have any privacy anymore. True. We haven't had privacy in this country for 20 or 30 years. Right. And you need to think about that all the time as well. But let's talk about what specifically – goes into impacting your FICO score. Well, payment history is number one. Payment history accounts for 35% of the value of your FICO score. Your history of paying bills is one of the most important factors in determining your score. And that includes, do you pay on time? Do you have late payments? Um, They also pick up other public records such as bankruptcy. And um, I'm not going to go into detail a lot on that, but bankruptcy can be carried on a credit report for 10 years. Then it has to come off. 
has to be removed from your credit history. Right. But the amount but you owe. They don't owed, always do that without your asking. Yep. And there are ways that you can correct your credit report. We'll talk about that in just a moment, too. If you see something wrong on your credit report, we're going to tell you how to get your credit report. You can do certified mail letters, and you always want to do it certified mail so you have a record and say, this is incorrect and this is why it's incorrect, and show them. And they must correct that information and take it off your credit report if it's wrong, and you can prove it. Is there a time frame on the uh, correction period? Generally 30 days. So you can correct history. If you're thinking about buying a house, for example, you want to have the best credit possible when you're going to buy a house or a car or anything else for that matter. To do that, you're going to need to take a look at your credit report. But let's let's come back to this FICO score. What's, what are the elements that make up your FICO score? So payment history makes up 35% of how they measure. The total amount that you owe makes up another 30%. Uh, the amount that you owe in credit cards, installment loans, uh, the amount that's available known as, I'm going to call it credit available, but they call it credit utilization rate. Um, so between payment history and the total amount that you owe in relationship to the amount of credit you have available, credit utilization rate, those two things account for 65% of your credit score. Yeah, it's incredible. Um and of course, we don't know what how the how these ratios are developed or or any of that. That's all part of the FICO system that is mysterious. Well, that's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> I know, I'm, but still, I'm solving the mystery for you, Jenny. <laughs> uh, the next factor is the length of credit history. Uh, that accounts for 15 percent of your score. So, if you're an older person and you've been using credit for a long time, uh, you've been using credit for a long time. Um, What's the oldest account you've had? What's the newest account you have? It's not just how old you are. Otherwise, every older person would qualify. <laughs> Otherwise, for we would be in tough shape. But is it <laughs> no, better no, to... No, you qualify for more because of that. <laughs> is it better to have old accounts or is it better to be a new credit risk? It's better to have older accounts that you've had for one, one year or two years or three years or five years because it shows that you've had a a stable account for a long period of time. Whereas if you have suddenly, as you mentioned earlier, taken out four new accounts in the last year, that's going to reflect badly on this particular element. So the length of credit history, the longer you've had various accounts, is another 15% of your FICO score. And also how long has it been since you've used specific accounts. So this is a summary of the elements that make it up. But the mathematical model that does this is far more complicated. The next item is a credit mix accounts for 10%. So do you have all credit cards? That's going to work against you. But if you have a mix of credit cards and a mortgage loan and a retail loan or car loan, um, that's considered a little bit better because you have a variety of different kinds of accounts. It's not all just 100% credit cards. That's a smaller component of the overall That's 10% credit. of the factor. And then the last one, which is what you asked about a few minutes ago, is new credit accounts for 10%. Um, new credit inquiries um, and recently opened accounts can influence as much as 10%, and that's a negative factor, basically. Yeah, I always wondered about that if you were um, looking for a car, for example. 
and you went to several different dealers and you asked them to um, give you uh, a sales price and a financing amount and so forth, and three different dealers run your credit score, that's a negative, right? You're screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> Thank you. Just to put it in the vernacular. <laughs> yeah, no, basically, it's a really bad thing to do. We've actually talked about that before on this particular show on MoneyWise. Um, you want to be really cautious when you're going to buy a car. They're not even going to tell you what they're doing. It's it's really a, a tough thing that they do. I had a the actual experience myself. I went to a local dealer who was in Fairhaven um, a number of years ago. I won't mention which one, but there aren't too many. <laughs> what they did is they said, oh, can we borrow your license for just a minute? We'll, we'll check on uh, your credit. Okay, sure. Don't do it. Don't do it. They literally ran my name and my social security number that's when you had your social security number and your driver's license. Right. With 15 different companies. And the more companies that they make an inquiry to, the more it lowers your credit score. Different lending institutions. Different lending mean, institutions, yeah. yep. And that's a, that's a real negative. So you want to be very particular and say, um, or you could even walk in with your own credit report and your own credit score. Every car dealer has their own uh, credit manager, and they're the ones who sort of assess you and l- they want to look at your income and your uh, credit score and find out which particular company is best that would take you for financing purposes. And again, if you have a higher credit score, a higher FICO score, you're going to qualify for a lower interest loan. But what you don't want to do is just give them uh, a free hand, carte blanche, to go in and, and run your credit score in your credit report all over the place with a number of different companies. That lowers your FICO score. Yeah, it's always uh, just been mysterious to me because I would think that shopping for the lowest price would be a valid thing to do. But doing it that particular way is a bad thing. Well, you need to ask questions. When you sit down with a credit manager in a car dealership, for example, say, well, which companies do you finance with? What's the rates? What credit score do you need to qualify for a lower rate? And ask some questions before you give them permission to go ahead and run it. The other thing you should know when looking at your credit score is it doesn't matter if you look at your own credit score. That does not reduce your credit score. But does it cost for you to get your credit report? Well, it can. Um, You're jumping a little bit ahead of me here. I know. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, So let me just do a quick recap on what impacts your FICO score. Payment history accounts for 35%. The total amount that you owe as it relates to the total amount you have available for credit is 30%. The length of your credit history is 15%. Credit mix is 10%. And if you have a bunch of new credit that you've taken out, um, that accounts for 10%, and that could actually lower your score a little bit if you just have recent loans. So adding all that together, I believe it adds up to 100%, hopefully. Anybody's counting. Um, there's a variety of factors that go into determining what your credit score is. And yes, it's still a mystery, isn't it? Um, 75% of Americans who use credit cards make only the minimum payment every month. 
And at that rate, you can spend the next 30 years paying back a $3,000 credit card. And at the same time, you'll give the financial institution $8,000 worth of interest. So not only is it bad from a debt point of view, but it's also going to impact your credit score in a negative way. What I wanted to do is to talk about some ideas of what can you do to improve your credit score? Because you're going to be much better off if you're thinking about buying a house in six months or a year. You want your credit score to be as high as possible. And within two months to three months, up to six months, you can absolutely improve your credit score. So when we come back after a short break, we're going to talk about what can you do to make your credit score better, which will make you more credit worthy. Stay tuned. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen, and a good Sunday morning to you, and welcome back to Attorney Tenny Lance. Welcome, Tenny. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Your voice is better. See, help speaking improves your voice, doesn't it? Probably. <laughs> this cold just won't go away. Well, we talked at the first part of the hour about what is your credit score and how is it determined, and um, next I want to talk to you about how do you find out what your credit score is? Well, here's something important you should write down right away, and um, I guess I should remind you that you're listening to MoneyWise, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Reach us at 508-998-8858 or look up usawealthgroup.com, and you can get information on our website as well. But we're talking about how you can improve your credit score. You have to really start by asking, well, how do I find out what my credit score is? So if I want to improve it, First of all, you need to know what it is, don't you? Make sense? Makes sense. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Good morning to you. (laughs) Oh, I'm in a fog. That's okay. Well, there are three major credit reporting bureaus. There's Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. Equifax had a major credit breach just a couple of years ago, and people were going out to freeze their credit, and we're not really going to go there today. But you can go into Experian.com. You can go into Equifax.com. For some reason, they don't make it really easy, but there's a great website called AnnualCreditReport.com. Everybody should write this one down. If you forget it, just call our office. So once a year, under federal law, you're entitled to get a free copy of your credit report from all three credit bureaus. You should do that. You should do that once a year. Uh, make that something you do in January if you want to, to find out as you start off the year, if you want to improve your credit, you're not ready to do something yet, but you're thinking you're going to buy a new car, or this is the year that you want to think about buying a house, maybe you ought to be looking first before you even go looking at property. Are you credit worthy? So get your credit report, annualcreditreport.com, and you can go online. You'll be able to get a copy and print it of your entire report. Um, Two of the credit bureaus are going to give you a credit report, uh, a credit score initially for free. There are credit card companies out there now that I think are doing a really good thing, like Discover Card gives you your credit score. Every single month when you get your bill, you get your credit score so you know what it's doing. Beyond that, to get your credit score, you're going to need to sign up for a service, something like creditkarma.com, and that's spelled credit, C-R-E-D-I-T, and karma is spelled K-A-R-M-A. 
com. They do have a fee for their service. It's not much, but now once you do that, you can get your credit score from all three credit bureaus anytime you want to. You pay a small monthly fee to Credit Karma to do that. It'll show whether it's improving or not. And it it is an important fact that how the credit reporting bureaus determine your credit worthiness and what kind of things that they report, they're all different. The credit reports are all going to be slightly different. Some will show things that you have forgotten about. Other things are, are on one report but not on another. And they also have different policies for how they interpret FICO scores. So they apply that, and they come up with different scores themselves. Um, One of the things you might want to ask your uh, company that you're borrowing money from, whether it's a mortgage lender or a car reporting company, is which credit reporting bureau do they use? And I'm not going to be able to tell you right here today which company is better than another, but some have a reputation for being tougher than another. Yes, I, as far as I've been able to tell, Experian has been traditionally the lowest scoring credit score company. So excellent credit is considered if you have a FICO score of 750 to 850, 750 or higher. Good credit, this is important for people to know if you know what your FICO score is, is considered between 700 and 749. Fair credit is between 650 and 699. Poor credit is if you have a FICO score between 600 and 649, and bad credit is below 600. So I have people come in my office a lot, and they'll say, well, I have a credit score of uh, 850. Well, that's terrific. And yet their spouse may have a totally different credit score because they've had a different history of what they're doing. But most importantly, I think, is people want to know what can they do? What should they do to keep their credit scores high? Well, first of all, the number one complaint received by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is uh, inaccurate information, incorrect information listed on people's consumer credit reports. So the first thing you got to do is to get your credit report, uh, number one, and then you can't really determine why your credit score is as low as it is, and you can't really figure out what you might need to do to make it higher unless you get your credit report first. So annualcreditreport.com, get your credit report, and once you've done that, go through it, and you should do this periodically. Um, but, but for somebody like me, I'm old, first of all, so I've got a long credit history. Yes, I is. also have an unusual name that I think no one else on earth has. And the credit reporting services don't understand my name. So my credit report is pages and pages and pages and pages long. I could spend the rest of my natural life looking over my credit report and contesting things. I get things under F-U-T Lance. I get things under just F Lance. I haven't used F Lance ever. I get things under Tenny Lance. Okay, so um, think about the ladies out there listening who were just recently married and take a different name. They take their husband's name. Right. It's not easy. No, but if you're in that situation, you need to notify the credit reporting bureaus, all three of them, that you've changed your name. 
Otherwise, they're not going to have accurate information. But they, the uh, credit reporting bureaus do make mistakes. Sometimes it's a simple clerical error. Uh, if you change your address, you should actually notify them as well. Um, loan payments might have been put to the wrong account. Um, if you're divorced, uh, you better make sure that your record is separated from your former spouse's record so that your former spouse's debts are not going to end up on your credit report. So marriage and divorce are times uh, when you should do that. What about, Tony, if you die? Should you change your credit report? <laughs> Heaven help you. You don't worry about your credit report any longer. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that one <laughs> No, but marriage and divorce, uh, name changes. I've had people change their names and so forth. Um, so um, paying your credit card payments down um, – Make sh- get your credit report first of all. You got to see what's on it. You got to see what they're saying about you. And if you have a very short fuse for patience, like I do, just bear with it and do the right thing and go through it. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. And if you have questions, you know, ask Tenny or ask me. Uh, come <laughs> in the office. We can guide you through some of that. But you want to make sure that older bad debts have been removed from your credit report. Did you file bankruptcy in the past? After ten years, they must take that off. Well, if you check your report and it's still there, write to them. Take it off. And they will. They have to. And if you don't, then you've got other remedies beyond that. What about if somebody has stolen your identity? I mean, I've had, let's see, in last year alone, I had to change my debit card at my bank because they said it might have been compromised. And I also, there were uh, very small but nevertheless odd charges to my account that actually the bank found uh, and, yeah, and highlighted, thank yep. goodness. Yep, and um, Bay Coast Bank is where Tenny and I are banking currently. I'm not sure how other banks handle it, but I've been very impressed with the fact that Bay Coast reaches out and says, we think there's an issue here that somebody may have looked at your credit card uh, incorrectly, and we're canceling your card and we'll issue you a new one with a new number. So... Um, I also had a credit card, not a debit card from a bank, but a credit card that somebody got a hold of the number, probably an employee in a store somewhere, and they attempted to make two charges on my account. And fortunately, the credit card company also immediately called me and said, is this you? And I said, no, it's not, and they would not allow that charge. They canceled it. So in in just this past year, I've had both my debit card and one of my credit cards compromised. And I've had my debit card compromised. And it really does, in this modern world, take a lot of of time and effort to make sure that uh, things are okay in your life credit-wise. So here's a couple of things you can do, some very specific tips on how you can improve your credit score. First of all, get your credit report. And if you get... Um, if you have any credit card bills or any other kind of regular installment bills, take the time to look at your statement every single month, whether you do it online or whether you get a paper statement. If you don't take the time to look at your credit card statements, somebody could be charging on your account and you don't even know it. You've got to do that. Right. Check your your bank balances. Um, Make sure that everything that's reported on your Regular statement from the bank is a commitment that you made, not somebody else. All right. So we talked about the fact that you need to have your credit report. 
need to correct any errors and make sure that's done because that'll pop your score up right away. Next thing you need to do is you need to pay your bills on time. Um, there's nothing more important. I said, you know, payment, paying your bills on time is the largest single component of your FICO score. So what if you're traveling? Well, you know, Tenny, I've never been a huge fan of paying things um, online uh, through my bank and so forth. I probably should do that. But you can set up payment reminders if you do it that way, and you're not going to forget. Right. We all have different systems, and I have never been uh, anxious to do things online either. I've never – I don't think I've ever given any uh, credit source the right to take money directly out of my bank account. I just – don't trust the electronic systems. I'm old-fashioned. Um, but it is very important that you continue to check all of your reports as they come in, all of your bills. But if you do set up, I mean, my bank, every single time I go in and make an inquiry into my bank, they say, this is a reminder. And I think that I finally have to do that because if you pay certain things on time, that's the largest single component of your FICO score, 35%. So if you set it up that the bank is automatically going to take the money out of your account, um, you're going to, just by that one simple task, you're going to improve your credit score. Next thing you need to do is reduce the total amount of debt that you owe. And there's a way to do that. We've talked about it before. One thing that will pop up your credit score immediately, and usually within 60 days, is you look at your credit cards and you say, all right, I've got a $2,000 credit line. I've got a $1,200 balance on my credit card. Well, instead of paying your minimum payment of $25, Pay two hundred dollars. Get your get your debt balance below the fifty percent to total credit available level. Get it below a thousand dollars if you have a two dollar two thousand dollar credit line. Right. Within sixty days, that's going to pick up your credit score by about thirty points. It's a big big deal. If it's you get, also a, a huge saving of your finance monies because right. paying minimal amounts, as everyone knows, is going to mean. As you indicated earlier, you're going to pay far more in finance charges than the amount that you actually pay. Well, the second thing in that regard is if you can pay it down below 30% of available credit. So, if you have again, if you have a $2,000 credit line availability, don't use it all. Um, 30% of that is $600. Get your credit card balance down to about $500, which is less than 30%. That also pops up your credit score. And it, it's real diligence, it's effort to pay attention and to say, all right, I'm going to work in this order to do the right things to improve my credit score. I know that it's work and I know that it's um, sometimes overwhelming, but important to do for sure. And don't ever put cash on a credit card. Don't ever take a cash advance. Susie Ormond said a cash advance on a credit line is one of the worst types of borrowing because the interest rate is typically 21% or more. That's the worst place to borrow money. Go without something if you need to. So pay your credit cards down, and if you can't do it all at once and you've got three credit cards, start with the one that has the highest interest rate first because you're going to save the most interest. Pay that one down, get it below 50%, get it below 30%, and then start working on the next card. If you do that consistently, you're going to see your credit score go up really dramatically. Um, if you have had a collection account in the past, it's not necessarily going to be automatically removed from your credit report. It's going to stay on the report for seven years. So 
sometimes people think, well, um, I've got accounts that's in collection. I'm going to just go ahead and pay it off. It's still going to show in your credit report. What you want to do is you want to write to the credit reporting bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and so forth, and say, this account is now paid in full. Here's evidence. Take it off my account, and they'll take it off your account. That's something you can do. If you've missed payments, get current and stay current. Generally, you need to have about a 12-month period of steady payments before you're going to be considered to be on time again. And if you missed one, um, then you're going to be in a problem. If you have a serious problem, you probably ought to talk to a credit counseling service. We've had uh, those folks on the radio before, and um, there's several of them that are very good. would be happy to give you a direct referral to that. You know, I've had people in the office before who said, well, I want to pay my mortgage off. That's my number one goal. And so I'm making extra payments on my mortgage payment every month. Well, that's good. Then I ask the question, because basically I'm doing credit counseling, and I say, well, do you have credit cards outstanding? Yes. you have balances? Yep. And what are the interest rates? They'll say, well, 17% on this one and 21% on that one. What's the interest rate on your mortgage? And they'll say it's 4.5%, something like that. And I'll say to them, you're much better off. You're going to improve your credit. You're going to get ahead of the game financially faster if you pay your credit card debt down first at those high interest rates. Perhaps um, what we should do now is to let people know how to contact these various credit bureaus? Sure. Well, um, one of the things that I mentioned, there is a fee involved, is creditkarma.com. That karma is spelled with a K, creditkarma.com. If you do that, you can check your credit score anytime you want throughout the whole year, and you can monitor your history. Uh, The other thing they do is some of the things that I'm telling you right now and we're discussing today, um, they'll tell you how your credit score is composed and what makes it up and what you could do to improve. It's almost like a little personalized service, but they're going to tell you some things that would would help you. That's a recommendation. What if you're a person who doesn't use a computer, doesn't have one at home, isn't familiar with it? Um, Go see your son or your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) If they're available, yes. If they're available, but let's give some telephone numbers. Yes, to see a younger person. Well, for one thing, if you want more information about some of the things that we're talking about today, you can give a call to Tenny. 508-998-8800. Or you can call uh, my office at USA Wealth Group. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We're so happy to help you. We can give you a lot of this information. Um What if you want to buy a house all of a sudden really quickly and you've been told that, gee, your credit score isn't great but and you want to improve your credit score quickly, there's a way of doing something called rapid rescoring. And mortgage originators and banks sometimes use this to try to help improve your credit scores. Again, this credit score is the most important thing you've got out there. It tells your your story, tells your history. And what you do is you certainly you pay down certain things, you correct errors in your credit report, and you get you have an effort for two or three months to get this done. But when you do that, you pay down certain things below certain ratios, like credit cards that we've talked about, and you correct errors. When you do those things, 
um, it's going to rapidly rescore your credit score. It's going to pop your credit score up faster. It's called rapid rescoring. So mortgage companies sometimes will help you do that. Um, we can make some recommendations. We've just got lots and lots of information to help you in that regard. So you're a person who'd rather talk to a live body. If you want to reach Equifax, you can do so at 866-349-5191. If you wish to contact TransUnion, 800-916-8800. Or Experian is 888-397-3742. And remember, it's important to contact all three services to make certain that you're making corrections or updates on your credit report that might be reflected with any um, credit-seeking source. Right, and the the starting point in a lot of this is annualcreditreport.com. You're entitled to get a free copy of your credit report right now. You can do it once a year from all three bureaus. And you're going to see what they say about you. And then you're going to say, holy cow, I didn't know that was still in my credit report. Um, find out. But we've got some good reports we can give you, what's in my FICO scores, uh, a lot of the information that we've talked about today, simple ways to improve your FICO score. When it comes to borrowing money, buying a car, buying a house, anything else that you want to do financially, if you're not paying attention to this, then you're going to be paying too much money and somebody's going to be taking advantage of you and making more money from you. So uh, we talked about not doing cash advances. And Susie Armour also said, I've always advocated doing everything possible to pay off credit card balances. It's good financial management and it's the ticket to a strong FICO credit score. You know, um, it's your budget. It's your life, it's your finances, but if you don't pay attention to it, and unfortunately we don't teach a lot about this in the school systems, do we, Tenny? No, that's that's an interesting thing. Um, people, even people who have gone through college, are not always aware how to manage their money. Um, and you've been an advocate for years about having um, checking account reconciliation and all those sorts of things as part of a course that you get in high school. Yep, it has to be done. And there's been a lot of gender inequality. So I want to read a quote to you and have you comment on This is from Billie Jean King, the famous tennis player. In 1973, a woman could not get a credit card without her husband or father or a male signing off on it. Any oh, comment? yes. That was, that was our early life for sure. Well, explain. I, mean, tell, I, tell I can certainly story. tell the story again that after you graduated from law school, I had been working several years putting you through law school, essentially. And when we went to buy a house uh, at a local bank, which is no longer in existence, but anyway, um, the banker said, It was New well, Bedford Fives and Savings Bank at the time. Beg your pardon? It was New Bedford Fives and yeah. Savings Bank at no, the time. No, it was the institution. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Um the, the banker said to me, well, I'm really sorry, Mrs. Lance, but we can't consider your credit score or your uh, pay because you might get pregnant. That was 19, 
69. That was true. And guess what? She was it's making more money than I was. Story. Her salary was higher than my salary was. And um, so you've come a long way, baby. I guess or I can't say that. The world has. I guess I can't say that either. Well, since women haven't yet had 100 years having the right to vote in this country, yep. not until the year 2020, We've had to women fight will have our the right way through. 100 years history. Um, so you've come a long way. So John Maxwell, who's a, a well-known financial writer, said a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Um, and Dave Ramsey also something said something I thought that was cute. Act your wage. <laughs> Act your wage. Act your wage. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the old phrase about having a Cadillac uh, uh, interest uh, on a beer budget. Well, there's lots of things you can do. One last simple tip as we close out our show for this morning. Um, besides doing something, doing anything you can and everything you can to improve your FICO score. But um, do remember that um, there's always something you can do to improve your finances, and you have to take some action to do it. One of the very simple things you can do is call your credit card company and say, I would like to lower my interest rate. And guess what? Sometimes they will actually do that. So think about doing that. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Pay some attention to your money. It's worth money in your pocket when you do. And uh, feel free to call Attorney Tenny Lance or call our office, and we're happy to help you. Thank you, and we'll see you again another week.